0: And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. We're on the show here with J.C. Ranhel from iThrive Network um and before we get started jc i just want to remind the audience real quick we have two promos going on one is our shoe drive 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year so if you have new shoes used shoes or uh you want to donate cash hit james up 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com and he'll hop in his harley go over there and pick those bad boys up second promo we got going on is the beach cleanup in IB. So if you have some community service hours, if you're in, if you're in high school, or you got kids that are in high school, um, or you want to be part of the community event, we're going to be in Imperial Beach on August the 24th from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Come by, uh, help clean up the beach, enjoy some company with us, and bring your water guns. So we're going to have a water gun fight here towards the end. And special thank you to everyone who's, uh, who's shared their condolences on our Facebook page. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys very much. And it means a lot to us, to our family, and so thank you guys very much. We really, really appreciate it. All right, Jose, or JC, I almost called you Jose. I know Jose Hell, that's why. So uh, JC, you ready to rock and roll?
2: I'm ready. That, that actually happens to be my brother's uh, name.
1: Oh, yeah? What's your brother's name?
2: Jose Rangel.
1: There you go. <laughs> that happens all the time, Then, So if it slips, there you know. You know where it came from. <laughs> You're awesome. just used to it. All right, man. So tell me a little bit about the iThrive Network. What's this all about?
2: Well, iThrive Network is actually a network marketing company. And uh, what we offer is a merchant service solution with, uh, with no chargebacks, no reserves. It's an international merchant service solution. In addition to a couple of the other things like, um, for example, a mortgage accelerator that helps a homeowner pay off his mortgage and a third of the time without refinancing biweekly payments and with their current budget. So we actually just lost, we're out of Irvine, California. We just launched the company two weeks ago. So very new, but uh, very excited.
1: Nice. dude. So let me ask you this. Uh, Anytime you talk multi-level marketing, uh, it always has some sort of negative stigmas. Um, I always think that if you're ever going to get started in sales, that's probably one of the best places to start. It's a business in a box. It literally has everything set up for you. Um, And if you work the system, you can do relatively well in a company like that. Um, Tell me a little bit about your experience. Why did you decide to get into the sales thing? What were you doing before that?
2: Well, I um, I actually got started in network marketing at the age of 18, right? So, you know, really, I mean, I did have experience before that because, you know, being born in Mexico, an I, I was uh, brought to this country at, at the age of six. And at the age of six, um, I, I was raised, my brothers and I were raised by a single mother. And one of my goals was always to help my mom. So at, um, at eight or nine years old, we sell chocolates door to door. We had a next door neighbor who was a baker. He used to make uh, very delicious donuts that we would put in the igloo cooler and walk around the blocks in Southgate, California and knock on doors to sell them. So I've always been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Um, really when I realized, the reason why I love network marketing when, when I was 18 is because I used to you remember the Helen Grace chocolates that kids sell for school? Yeah. Yeah. So I used to sell them for school, right? And I realized, wow, I'm selling a lot of these chocolates, making the school a lot of money. So one day my mom and I drive by the Helen Grace chocolate factory in Linwood, California. And I see 50% off fundraisers. Long story short, my mom helps me buy the chocolates. She gives me a loan. She emphasized it's a loan because she wanted to teach me about, you know, business and paying it back. So I, would, I got them for 50 cents and we were selling for a dollar. Now, now kids sell them for three or four bucks each. right back <laughs> And I'm making 50 cents on every chocolate that I'm selling. And my neighbors, my kid neighbors, uh, my, my friends were like, hey, you're making a lot of money. You're rich. You're rich. And a light bulb went up. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll pay you a quarter for every chocolate you sell. So before you know it, brother, I had uh, five kids knocking on doors, making sales. And every time they made a quarter, I made a quarter. So I've always loved the leverage uh, business. Do
1: you have kids?
2: I do. I have a five-year-old son.
1: Let me ask you, because, you know, I'm kind of the same way. My mom, my mom was born in Mexicali. My dad was born in Brownsville, Texas. But the story is uh, he was born there because, you know, grandma crossed the river before he was born. So he made it over. Um, and you know, we, we didn't grow up having a lot of money. We were, we were pretty broke as kids. Uh, my parents both worked, you know, growing up. So, you know, they were gone most of the day. Uh, we kind of had to fend for ourselves in the neighborhood, that sort of thing. But we, right. and I remember having Tia that would come over and take care of us every once in a while. And she would drag us cause she lived in, in TJ. So she would drag us across the border all the time. And so we would see things on the other side of the border, that you don't see over here. You see little kids selling, you know, chiclets at the border. You see them walking around barefoot. You see, you know, families struggling just to put, you know, food in their mouth, and not even on a table because they probably don't even have a table. Um, what kind of, you know, growing growing up in the same in a similar type of uh, culture? What kind of, you know, how did that impact what you what you had to do today? How did that change the way you you went about selling things?
2: Well, you know, I, I grew up in Southgate, California, On for those people that know, on Alameda and 92nd Street. And so I grew up around a lot of, uh, you know, gangs and violence and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it definitely develops a different mindset, you know what I mean? And um, kind of, a, I call it grit, right? We develop grit in that mindset. So it, I always had that hustler mentality because I grew up around that mentality. And you know what? It's a blessing in disguise, right? At first, you don't think, I remember when I was a kid, brother, I used to think, well, this sucks. I've got friends that live, you know, in in other cities like Downey, right? Because right next to us, it's actually where I live now. And, um, you know, when I was a teenager, they had, you know, a car, they had a cell phone. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. Some of my friends had it at 13 or 14. And um, I remember thinking, well, this sucks, man. It's not fair. But then I realized that, you know, one of my mentors said to me, quit wanting what you don't want. The, the fact, I realized later on that the fact that I grew up in a hard environment, right, uh, made me develop a lot more grit that in business later served me because some of my friends that were giving a lot of things, uh, they didn't have the grit. You know, in business, in sales, we, we come across a lot of rejection. We come across a lot of no's. We come across a lot of setbacks. And because of martial arts, too, I started in martial arts at the age of 10, and my goal at 10 was to win a world title. and When I was 17, I won a world title in karate. And um, that also, you know, where I grew up plus martial arts taught me that, hey, listen, anything worthwhile takes a lot of discipline and hard work and consistency. Uh, so when I was older, I started to accomplish significantly bigger things. than some of my friends, I had everything because, frankly, they were too soft, right, to deal with the realities of life and the realities of business. And so um, I'm very grateful for the way that I, that I grew up. And, but martial arts is what kept me on a good track versus going to the gangs and the violence and drugs and whatnot, you know?
1: Yeah, do you, do you credit that uh, uh, a lot to, to your parents or uh, for keeping you in that sort of environment?
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. My mom, you know, my mom is a, uh, you know, is a single mom, right? And she, she did get married, right? Uh, for, for many years she was married and stuff, but she always instilled, um, you know, that to raise is the right way, right? To treat people well, but, but at the same time to not be a, a pushover, right? She, she also throw the right chunk at you. you, Huh?
1: She was gonna throw the chunklet at you.
2: That's right, throw the chunk at me, you know. Whatever <laughs> they could find, right? Whatever they could find, but but uh but yeah, she instilled that in me. And you know, if I remember one time a kid beat me up and she says, If you don't go beat him up, I'm gonna beat you up. She was, she was a tough mom. And I ended up going over there and I didn't think I was gonna beat the kid up, but I I, I stood up to him and I ended up uh, winning that particular uh little fight. But uh but very tough mom and I credit to my mom and the decision she made, she, she made a decision to put me into karate, which she couldn't really afford. You know, here's interesting thing. She afforded one month. Then after she couldn't afford it, but I did a deal with the trainer. I said, what can I do to train? I don't have the money. I see that you clean here all the time. He says, I'll tell you what, every day that you come in before class and clean, you mop the mats. You clean the mirrors and the windows and the restroom and pick up the bags. Then after everybody is going home, you stay and you clean again and pick everything up you could train for that day. So that's really how I ended up paying for my, my karate school tuition. At the time, it was like 30 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of money, but my mom didn't make a lot of money. So yeah.
1: That's awesome, dude. I mean, I, I like those uh, those little disciplines, those little habits that you get into that kind of shape the way you end up doing things in the future, right? Like the, those little habits are things that you take with you. The people you surround yourself with are what end up shaping you, becoming who you are, right? Um, how, you know, you talked a little bit about growing up, you know, in that gangster life. Um, did you have to, at some point separate yourself from who you were hanging out with to become who you wanted to be?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, I grew up in that environment, right. Where, where I grew up around a bunch of gangsters and stuff and I wasn't a gangster myself, right. I never joined the gang, but I certainly was involved. Uh, and hanging out with guys like that, that you know, I've I had guns pointed at me at 10 years old. I think a shotgun was pointed at me just because, you know, there was some gangsters that were living around there, and it was mainly that particular time was just to scare me. But I did have to separate myself from them. But at the same time, what I what I understood growing up in that environment is that they respect people that respect themselves and who are confident, right? Mm-hmm. So when they would offer me weed, right, I would say no, I'm good, right? At first, they used to tease me and try to, you know peer pressure me into it. But then eventually, uh, they respected the fact that I was like, look, I don't want any and you know what, right. And so uh, but when they see that you're weak, right, it's kind of like a, a dog that senses fear. Uh, I, I hate to make that comparison. But you know, that's, that, that, that's the only way I could think of to say it right now. And so it, it, but but also when I got older, I started realizing not only that, after school, I would get home from school, then I'd be at the karate school. And I wouldn't get back to like nine or 10. Then it was time to go to sleep. And then Maybe do my homework. I hardly ever did my homework in school.
1: <laughs> That's funny, though. So you occupied your time with things that are more positive, things that kept you active, whether it was physically active or working. Um, and that helped you stay away from things that would otherwise take up your time, right?
2: Absolutely, brother. Absolutely.
1: So, so let me, let's talk a little bit about the homework. I teach high school um, and I got, I got a lot of the kids that are like that. They don't, they don't like to do homework. I could assign it if I wanted to. It didn't matter. They wouldn't do it anyways. Right. Um, uh, what, what do you think a good school course would have been like for you to help, you know, get, to help you interact in school? Like if something was, was there for you on a regular basis, what is it that would have attracted you to help people, you know, to help, people become better salespeople or, or achieve what they wanted to achieve with you thinking the way you thought?
2: Well, I think, I, you know, what I believe now is, is what I believe would have helped me out all along, right? And that's mindset, right? As a matter of fact, that's part of what I do. I, I'm actually the trainer for this huge network marketing company. And, and my, you know, in one company that I get paid a residual income from, I have a team of 70,000 distributors. And one of the things I always teach to these distributors is everything starts with the mind, Right. And you could have all the skills in the world the the sales skills, the presentation skills, the prospecting skills, whatever skills you want to acquire. But if you don't have the right mindset, if you're mentally weak, right, uh, all those skills are completely irrelevant, right? So, but mindset is kind of like it's a big, um, there's a lot of things that attribute to mindset, right? Not only the mindset that I have from the hood, but a tough, I call it a bulletproof mindset. Like I have a bulletproof mindset interactive video course that a lot of people around the world buy because they understand, okay, it's, that is a foundation. It's like, if, you know, if I build all these skills, right, as I mentioned, sales skills, et cetera, but if I don't, if I don't have the right mindset of a winner, right, then I'm building on sand. But if I have the right mindset of a champion, of an absolute winner, then I'm building it on a solid foundation. So I, I think what, what it has to do is, is mindset, right? I think a lot of people, especially me growing up as a kid, I had the wrong mindset because I had the wrong philosophies. I think everything starts with your philosophies. So I had the philosophy of a victim, right? And one of the things that I teach very often is that a victim does three things. They they blame, they complain, and they justify. So one of the things that me growing up and a bunch of people that I grew up was, I always realized they were always complaining about everything. Oh man, the teacher's not, or my, my, my wife is no good, my husband is no good, the president, of the economy. They were always complaining, you know what I mean? Just negative, right? I like to say some people are so negative they could walk into a dark room and develop does that make sense (laughs) Uh, but then they they also so they complain they complain they blame other people it's never their fault and that was me it was never my fault no it's not my matter of fact that's how i would start off it's not my fault i would say that to my mom when i would bug my brothers or or, it's not my fault it's it's never your fault right no it, it actually is and then they would justify they would say things like you know what Money is not everything. You know what? Rich people are evil and blah, blah, blah. Now I realize like, yeah, it's true. Money can't buy happiness, but what is being broke by? Maybe it'll buy you pity, right? And so um, a champion, the opposite is simple. A winner takes a 100% responsibility for everything, every time. That's it. If it's to be, it's up to me. If I don't have it, it's because of my decisions. You don't like your spouse, you picked your spouse. You don't like your boss, you pick that boss. You don't like your career, you pick that career. So at the end of the day, there's other people that have been in similar or worse situations than we have, and yet they made things happen. So who's it fall on? The problem is in the mirror. So is the solution. The, the problem, the solution are both in the mirror. So I think mindset, right? And, and But the mindset is created by the philosophies, right? People have certain, for example, growing up, I was always told, right, uh, money doesn't grow on trees, right? I was always told rich people are bad. They probably hurt somebody in order to get where they're at, right? And I was like, don't talk to strangers. Imagine, you know, are you the one that's in real estate or which one of the brothers is in real estate?
1: Yeah, me.
2: Okay. Imagine you take those philosophies that you, that we were given as a kid, right? Don't talk to strangers, right? How would that work in your real estate business, right? Kids are to be seen, not heard, right? Mm. So you're to be seen, not heard. No, no, no. As an entrepreneur, as a salesperson, you are to be heard. You are to network. You are to get outside of your comfort zone, right? And a bunch of these philosophies that are created because our parents and our teachers were told that from somebody else. So, so anyways, to answer your question, the long answer is um, mindset training and, and shaping the right philosophies.
1: I like that because, well, I mean, I, I always try to live, live, dig a little deeper when it comes to mindset, right? Um, I've always had this discussion with, with the brother, you know, whether it comes down to mindset or does it come down to action. And I've always been of the philosophy that, well, if you take action, the mindset will follow. And he's the other way around. He's like, I got to get my mind right so I can take action, right? And I right. think it's actually a combination of both depending on your personality type. Um, what advice would you give uh, somebody who's who's the type of person who can get their mind right, but it's only it's only there for like a week or two? People, you know, beginning of the year, they're like, I got my mind right. I'm, I'm going to set my New Year's resolution. I'm ready to rock and roll. I got my gym membership. I got my new shoes. I'm ready to go hit the gym. And then a yeah. week later, they're like, my legs hurt, my back hurts. You know, I have something to do. I can't make it today. They fall off. Like mindset was there, right. but it didn't hold up. How do you, how do you help people hold up that mindset to keep going on a regular basis?
2: Well, I always say that, that it is a, um, the world is full of temporarily motivated people. <laughs> right? and it, it is, you know, temporarily motivated people. And, and that's one of the things I teach on in my trainings, right? I say, come, You know, January 1st, the gym is full. You can't find a machine to work out in at the gym. Come January 1st, give it till about the end of February, you could shoot a cannon through that gym and not hit anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And so because the world is full of desperately motivated people. And here's the reason why. You know, I believe that where we're going to end up is determined by a couple of things. Number one is our associations. Who are we spending our time with, right? And number two is, the books that we read and the personal development that we do. So it doesn't have to necessarily come from books. It could come from podcasts. It could come, like, you got an incredible podcast here, right? I think anybody that wants to strive to do anything, they should plug into this podcast and plug in friends and family members. Share the wealth, right? Um, But also, you know, like, the courses that you take, the courses you attend, the the video courses that you buy, and even nowadays, brother, on YouTube, right? There's so much free information, but there's even more information that's free to entertain Somebody. So I think what happens is that when people, what people need to do is is uh, personal growth consistently, right? I I train their mind consistently. I teach in my trainings. Training is not something you did; it's something you do. Mm -hmm. So you are constantly feeding your mind that information of winners. It goes into the subconscious mind, which is infinitely more powerful. Than the conscious mind so even when your conscious mind is telling you hey, hey listen you can't do it right your subconscious mind even if you tell it can't tell the truth between the lie and the truth right it'll believe and it'll start to manifest and put the things in places and circumstances uh there but see here's the deal somebody could go to a seminar get extremely motivated but then they don't do any personal growth and that is the reason why people are not consistent but uh eventually it becomes your identity like people have an identity of being a quitter. People in their mind, they believe, yeah, they don't even believe that they're going to be consistent with the deal, right? Because that's their identity. And I guarantee you that the people around them probably have an identity similar to that. So if you hang out, you know, five broke people, you'd be number six. If you hang around six, you know, uh, negative people, lazy people, you're going to be the number seven, right? So, you know, environment and constantly feeding themselves the right information. I tell people, look, you got to stop keeping keeping up with the Kardashians, and you got to start keeping up with some, you know, think and grow rich, right? Uh, and, and some of this personal development that's out there.
1: Oh, it makes, dude, it, it's it's definitely the the thing that that separates people. I, I like the. Uh, I just finished reading a book called uh, The Compound Effect. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, I forgot the name of the author are- off the top of my head. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and that was awesome because it really, I like how he breaks down it really in simple terms is is develop the small habits. Just makes you know keep track of the things that you want to. That you're, that you're either positively doing or you want to get to so that you can eventually get to where you want to go. It's like a small degree shift in the direction that you want to go. And, and it's funny because when we talk about habits, when we talk about the gym, for example, I've gotten to the point in my life where when I make a commitment to do something like this podcast or like going to the gym, I look at it as now I can, I can forecast it. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to hit the gym. And in six months, I know I'm going to look like whatever I want to decide, right? When I did the podcast, it was like, I'm going to do the podcast and in three years, I know it's going to be at this level. But I have the mindset now to put something together and say three years from now and have the consistency in play to get there by doing something every single day. But you're right. The 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 problem is that, that habit of building that something every day, that you're surrounding yourself with people who don't want to do that you're listening to music when you could be educating yourself you're driving and and having fun in the car when you could be developing your your mindset all these different things and you know sometimes i hear the the excuse of well you know what i don't know any rich people i don't know people that want to be you know that i'm that are successful that i could follow i don't know these people but we live in the age of technology like I didn't know, you know, Dale Carnegie, but I can learn all about him if I wanted to. I didn't know about Abraham Lincoln. He wasn't my buddy. I can't go and talk to him, but I can learn about his philosophies and his way of life. Like we live in an age where you have infinite numbers of opportunities in front of you and you just have to choose to do that or you can choose to continue to do what you're doing on a regular basis. And if you choose to do what you're doing on a regular basis, I'm not going to knock you. That's cool. You're happy. You're content. You're, you're satisfied with your act. You just can't complain about wanting something else if you're not willing to do what it takes to get that something else. That makes sense?
2: Right? Absolutely. I agree with you
1: 100%. So tell me, dude, how you you talk a little bit about your bulletproof coaching. Um how do people get a hold of you? How do people get part of that program or or you know, get involved with with whatever it is that you're that you're going through right now. Are you up to right now?
2: So uh the bulletproof mindset course can be bought on my website at jcrangel.com um they could also connect with me on on uh, social media uh instagram is mr bulletproof mindset that's mr bulletproof mindset and i share a lot of personal development i do a lot of lives training a bunch of this stuff i believe in in giving free value free value free value Mm -hmm. and so almost every post that i have on there shares something of value that i've learned throughout the years i've had the good fortune to have a lot of good mentors and i've also invested a lot of time and money into you know myself and I think that everybody, most people, uh, you know, I think we can agree that most people would like to have more time and money. The problem is that they don't invest time nor money into betting, (laughs) right? And so if you want more time and money, right? Like, for example, I love the fact that my mom, that my wife, my mom is retired and that my wife is a stay-at-home mom, right? She does some little side business on the side because she wants to, but my son is being raised by her. Like today, my son started kindergarten, right? So both her and I took them there. Then we went to go have breakfast afterwards. And, you know, uh, that time freedom is important. It's not just about the money. It's about the, the lifestyle and the time freedom. And so, but that is a result of the personal growth, right? Jim Rohn said it best. Jim Rohn says, uh, success is something you attract by the person you become. So, for example, the, the person that I was 10 years ago could not attract to be on a podcast with somebody like yourself. Right. I had to grow to that point to where I'm able to get and and interact and get on podcasts with people like yourself. And by the way, I want to thank you for, for inviting me on your podcast. I
1: appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming and sharing. I mean, that's honestly, honestly, it's 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 about. Reaching out and learning from people you you I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, personal development. And I think the podcast is one of the greatest things for my own personal development. I mean, how else was I going to cross paths with you and exchange in this conversation and get the perspective that I got from you? Is it similar to a lot of that? I that I've heard before? Sure. But it's your perspective. There's a few little things that you've said that you're the messenger on this time that might connect with me or any of the listeners. Maybe the way you said it, maybe it was your story, maybe it was your past, maybe it was the fact that, you know, you did karate. Whatever it was, the message that you're putting out will connect with somebody somehow, some way. And so, you know, I get to do that compoundedly, right? I mean… How often do you get to, uh, you know, when you talk about sales, it's, it's getting in front of people and tell them what it is you do, right. As, as often as you possibly can, I get to get in front of people and meet a new person every single day, hear their story, share what it is that they're up to and learn from them. Like that's like super selfish on my part, but I get to share it with everybody else. You know what I mean? We get to all benefit from that sort of thing. And and it, it honestly, I mean, it's elevated me, the way I think of things, the way I view the world, the way, you know, I interact with people, the way we're able to converse, all these different things are, are a positive in my life. And now with, with the success of the podcast, we get to share that. And I don't know who you might touch. I don't know who's, who is going to benefit from that. Who's going to reach out to you and be like, look, that's exactly who I need to be talking to. But right. if it finds one person and their life has changed and it was worth it, right? Am- and
2: it's worth it. Absolutely. Matter of fact, you know, I'm inspired by, by people that have a podcast like you. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things that I'm going to launch a podcast in the next uh, 60 days because I see the impact. And as a business person, I think it's so awesome, right, to interact with people and to meet, as you said, meet people, learn from them, right? And, 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 and it becomes an addiction, right? Personal growth mm-hmm. and the journey of, of networking and, and, and growing yourself as a person. It's, uh, it, it becomes addicting, right? So like, I love doing stuff like this, interacting with people like yourself and uh, meeting new people. It's awesome.
1: It is. It is. And it's even better. Uh, I'll be honest. It's even better when, uh, it's reciprocated when, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know, uh, yesterday we did, uh, an episode cause my little brother, uh, was murdered over the weekend. It was like, like oh, God, yeah, it was it, gnarly. I mean, we're still figuring out details and all that stuff, oh, but, um, so, is, I'm so sorry to hear that. Thanks. Thanks, man. But it, it was, it what what we did yesterday was we didn't, you know, my brother and I, we didn't really know like what to do with the time. So we sat down on the microphones and we just talked like, you know, how we would be doing it normally. And so we posted it today and we shared it. And then all the messages that we got today from people that are, that are reaching out and, you know, who, who've been, listening to the podcast before who who we you know that we've helped change their life in some way somehow like all those messages just to hear back um kind of really really makes me feel like okay you know this is working you know what i mean beyond the sense that i'm learning from people like you it's like we're making an impact and then when something happens to us like you see it come back you know tenfold And so, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, dude. If you decide to do the podcast, if you decide to do it, um, I just, you know, it's like anything else, commit to it, uh, keep doing it on a regular basis and slowly but surely you'll, you'll start to make an impact with people. I mean, just the way you do your trainings, the way you, you've built, you know, your network of people for your, for your downline, you're, you're impacting somebody in a positive way. And I'm a big, big proponent of put out positivity every single day, just go out there and be a positive person. Try to be, and I, I preach this all the time, the world doesn't happen to you. You go out and make whatever it is that you want out of this world. So right. be a positive light, man. Be a positive light. Continue to help people. And, and it's going to be a good thing. It's, it, it can't help but to be a positive thing. You may not be the one who changes the world, but maybe you be the one who inspires the mind of the person who does. You know, you never right. know. You never know. I agree with you. So, All right, brother. Hey, man, you know, that's a quick 30 minutes, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: it, Time time flies when you're having fun, right?
1: Definitely does. Real quick, one more time. Tell people, because normally I have a banner, but since it's a Zoom call, I don't have a banner on there. Um, give them your contact info. Uh, let them know how to reach you, uh, what your social is, what your phone number is, that sort of stuff. One more time.
2: So uh, Instagram is at Mr. Bulletproof Mindset. That's M-R Bulletproof Mindset. On Facebook, uh, you can find me under uh, uh, jcrangel.com or facebook.com forward slash Mr. JC Rangel. And my website is jcrangel.com. Uh, you can find more information on me there and the Bulletproof Mindset course.
1: Sweet, man. Thank you very much. Before we get off, I'm going to remind everybody of our two promos. We got the um, the August Beach cleanup from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. in IB. If you guys are interested, let me know at Business Bros Pod. I'll send you all the details in the flyer for that. We also got our shoe drive, 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. So if you got new shoes, use shoes, or you want to donate cash, James at csfirst.com or 619-884-0045. And all you mortgage people out there, all you lenders out there, if you need to get uh an insurance quote like really quick and in a hurry send it to us at james at com. he'll turn it around really quick get you in a position where you can close your deal as soon as possible cool guys all right man well thank you for coming on the show man i really really appreciate you taking time out of your day um and being being honest and sharing with us because uh I, I really strongly believe it, it'll help somebody
2: no no and i gotta tell you I, i've been watching a couple of your of your podcasts right since i discovered you and uh you got an amazing thing going on here, man. So you definitely got a listener for life and a strong promoter for your podcast. So I'm gonna share this with not only this episode, but just your podcast with, with my audience. And once again, I thank you for taking the time to talk to me, brother. And I hope we stay in touch and God bless you.
1: Thank you, my brother. Have a good one. You too, brother. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home?